We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast remember you can always subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play TuneIn, stitcher or spotify and of course you can check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm here with my co-host, Andrew Mertig, and it is another fabulous Friday. We are excited to be back with you for another show. Yeah, your voice sounds a little shredded there, sir. Yeah, the voice is not as fabulous as this Friday. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> say that. It is. It, you know, it, it's great to be back. I'm actually really excited about this show. We have some mini camp topics. You and I have dissected the interviews from today and actually kind of the rest of the week, we have some hot topics. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you know, this is episode 1052. Uh, 52, you can go with Clay Matthews, you can go with Rashawn Gary. Either way, very exciting. Uh, and yeah, we're in June already. And, and that means that training camp's not that far away, as, as hard as that is to believe. We're in the middle of the month, and, and you and I have our season preview series coming in the very near future. Maybe we'll start that next week. We'll, we still need to discuss it. Um, but, yeah, actual football news. So, you know, we don't have to focus on quarterback drama all the time. I have a feeling it'll sneak into this this week's episode. Um, but what we do really want to talk about is some of the minicamp stories coming out of Green Bay on Thursday. And number one has to be Jay Sternberger's suspension. We did find out uh, yesterday afternoon that Sternberger would be missing the first two games of the season because of a substance abuse violation. And Jace is somebody, he's had a lot of potential the last couple seasons and hasn't quite lived up to it based on consistency and then also some injury concerns. So we'll see how missing the first couple regular season games of 2021 will affect that. And, you know, also how that will affect developing a rapport with either Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. Yeah, and uh, Jace put out a statement on Twitter today. And so I wanted to go ahead and just read that here on the podcast for everyone because I don't know who saw it. And I think it adds in some important context for what we're talking about. Uh, he said, in February 2020, I made a horrible decision. While on antidepressants, I decided to drink, which led me to falling asleep behind the wheel. My coaches and teammates were the first people to know. I want to apologize to the Green Bay Packers organization and everyone else who supported me along this journey. It's never okay to drink and get behind the wheel. Over the past 16 months, I've been going to therapy and continuously working 
to be a better person. I will never ignore my mistakes and I have owned up to my poor decision and accept the consequences. So uh, good for Jace owning his mistakes. And this is an incident that took place over one year ago. So uh, it took a while to get through you know, that process. And so while he still has to live with these consequences, it does sound like he's in a better spot now. And we do wish Jace the best in what is an important season for him here in 2021. The other news that we wanted to uh, just, you know, throw out there today is, Andrew, did you know that the Packers signed a quarterback today? Uh, I did, but I don't know. I I have no idea who he is. Well, you know, nobody really does. So this is Jake Dola. Dolagola, and that is the butcher name. Jake Dolagola is your quarterback signing of the day. He's the former uh, UDFA from Central Connecticut State, obviously a quarterback pipeline up there. Um, But Jake has spent time with the Cincinnati Bengals and now does get a shot with the Packers, who are just collecting quarterbacks at this point. So another name to watch, another quarterback to get to have some fun with watching in the preseason probably but let's go ahead and turn our attention to the quarterback that everybody wants to talk about right now the unavoidable conversation so exciting Jordan Love and early in the week there was a lot of talk about how Love was only throwing the check down passes and didn't look very comfortable out there but then after Wednesday's practice people were giving him a gold jacket basically reports were saying that love uh, was having a heck of a day out there completely lighting it up we heard that the Packers tight end coach was actually fanning Jordan after a big throw because he was seemingly on fire so a really encouraging day of practice for Jordan love there on Wednesday and the pack a day team from yesterday Maggie and Jimmy did a great job talking about all of that and the Jordan love press conference as well it was really fun to finally get to hear from Jordan himself and you've got to love, no pun intended there, but you got to love the way that Jordan has handled this whole situation. He's just kind of kept his head down and is focused on putting in the work and controlling what he can control in this situation. Yeah, and I, I know they did already cover the um, Wednesday's press conference on the Thursday episode, but there were a couple of points that I took away that I just wanted to to talk about just momentarily. But you know, Love talked about stacking good days, and it certainly seemed like he was very comfortable on Thursday and continued to build on the momentum from Wednesday's practice. So I think that's good when you're talking about a young guy. And, and he even admitted, which I thought was him being a little bit vulnerable, that, yeah, I do need to stack success to gain confidence. And, uh, you know, it, it's good to hear from the beat reporters that he looked the part uh, and just kept continue playing well into Thursday. Um, you know, Aaron Nagler asked about having the freedom to audible, and it seemed like that was part of the game. Uh, Lafleur was limiting until Jordan Love was a little bit more comfortable in the offense. Uh, totally understandable, but I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. But one struggle with young quarterbacks is always taking advantage of when the defense mistakenly tips their hat. So it will be interesting that if we do see Jordan Love this year, uh, whether by choice or not, that is he going to develop the confidence of the coach to be able to say, I'm seeing something here. Let me change the play. Not sure. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, how that development between the ears is coming alongside of, of course, the development of the rest of his game. And then he also talked about speaking with Aaron Rodgers a week before minicamp. So 
Does that pique your interest at all, Kyle? Yes, so many interesting things in this. I mean, we just haven't had this experience in a long time in Green Bay because we've always had the quarterback, you know. Um, that's an, that hasn't been a problem in this franchise for a long time. And so the luxury of having someone like Aaron Rodgers, who is a coach on the field and who can make those calls and is so comfortable reading defenses and audibly and those kinds of things, um, is, is just a luxury we've had. So not a bad thing. That's a part of the development for Jordan Love, but something to definitely keep an eye on. You, you know, asked the question about the conversation between Rodgers and, and Love and, that's really interesting. And and Love mentioned that he and Aaron have a really good relationship. And, of course, he's not going to come out and create drama and say that Aaron and he hate each other. It's not going to that's not going to happen. But if it's true that they're communicating, I think that's huge for a couple different reasons. One, I think it helps a ton if Aaron were to come back, if the two are already talking and Aaron knows firsthand how hard it is to sit behind a future Hall of Fame quarterback when you want to play. If, if they understand this about each other, they can kind of bond over their shared experience and make the best of what neither of them have chosen. Um, I really think that that helps with team chemistry and attention if Rodgers does indeed come back. So I think that's huge, and I think it's something that we should give Rodgers credit for because I, I kind of doubt that love is the one initiating that contact in this situation. So, so good for Aaron building that bridge and trying to kind of smooth things over probably with this. But uh, you mentioned that the stacking of success, that's so important for Jordan Love. And I saw several beat writers say that Thursday's practice probably wasn't quite, quite as incredible as Wednesday's was Wednesday's everybody's, you know, just talking about how amazing it was. There was a little bit more rust mixed in with the success, but we can't lose perspective on the fact that this is, Minicamp and Love has had all of about five seconds with these guys that he's working with. So any chemistry at all is kind of a big deal. And I think flashes of good quarterback play are really all you could hope for. And Love certainly delivered that. So there's reason to be optimistic about Jordan after this week of practices, which is enough, I think, uh, right now to help Packers fan just take a really, you know, deep breath and a collective sigh of relief, I think, altogether. Yeah, and do we want to transition into today's press conferences? Yeah, let's talk about today's press conferences a little bit, Andrew. Um, we didn't get to hear from Jordan Love. We did get to hear from Coach LaFleur, however. We heard from Rashawn Gary, who showed up in a Bain, uh, Bain Gary visor. We heard from Zedarius Smith. We also heard from new linebacker Devondre Campbell. So, Andrew, any takeaways that you had from the media availability today? Yeah, I was I was kind of listening in the background while I was working and uh, wrote down a few notes when some things popped up. And, you know, Zadarius Smith was trying very intentionally not to trash Mike Pettin. I think I think it, it came across that that relationship is still something that Zadarius values very highly. And he didn't want to say something really positive about Joe Barry and, and sort of slight his prior coach. Um, but the things that sort of shined out of that interview were putting him in places to win, right? Because one of the questions was, Zadarius, do you think, you know, Joe Barry is going to just use you on the outside or is he going to use you like Petten did? Kind of all over that line. And he said, I think he's going to watch the tape from last year and see that I can win all over the place and who wouldn't want to take advantage of that. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, one of the things that I thought was fun, he said, let the rushers rush. And when it's time to play the run, play the run. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, I, I think there's going to be more of allowing players to just go get at it. 
I have a feeling this team might get beat with some draw plays and some screens and stuff, but they are never not going to be aggressive. And, you know, say what you want. I I, I kind of like that a little bit after, you know, seeing some passivity uh, recently. But, you know, maybe letting Kenny Clark get up the field a little bit more, maybe a little bit more of Kingsley Kiki shooting some gaps. I, I like that attitude a lot. And, and bringing the energy and excitement, even going through some of the drills himself, uh, you know, we've seen the video of Coach Barry kind of bouncing around the practice field. And, you know, we, we've heard that, you know, he's bringing that energy. And, you know, one of the things that popped into my head, I don't know why I hadn't really made this connection. I guess I didn't know who Joe Barry was as a person, but I, I'm never usually like a big fan of the rah-rah thing, at least not from a head coach. But being best friends with Robert Sala for, for Matt LaFleur, you can kind of see those those similar personality traits between mm-hmm. Sala and Joe Barry. And you can see why Matt LaFleur would want to be around a guy with that kind of energy and that pop. He's seen it be really successful. So, you know, maybe just sort of re-energizing that room the way that they were re-energized when Z and Preston and Adrian Amos came into the room. And, and really maybe just, like, bringing that energy level up. I, I like that a lot. Rashawn also mentioned, you know, Joe Barry's energy and how he challenges each player. He talked about, you know, getting the ball away. Uh, I believe that was a direct quote. And so I wonder if the defense will be more willing to take some risks to get turnovers than what we saw with Mike Patton. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it does seem like there's going to be an emphasis on aggression and playing fast and those kinds of things. Um, It's going to be really interesting in a couple of ways because I do think that the Packers have a lot of players who, if they can just get after it and get up the field, that's probably where they make their greatest impact. Not that you don't have to play run defense, not that you don't have to worry about coverage. Obviously, we saw, um, you know, Preston dropping into coverage in some scenarios you got to do that in some scenarios. But if those guys are just able to do what they do best, I think that they get excited about that. And it seems like that's kind of some of the messaging that's coming out of this new defense. The other thing is, if Matt LaFleur hits on this defensive coordinator hire, so many people like doubt this hire as like a man, like all the guys that he could have brought in. And obviously, you know, there's going to be criticisms no matter who you hire. But if Joe Barry is a fit and he's what this team needs, I think it's going to give a lot of credibility to Matt LaFleur and just, man, this guy knows what he's looking for. He knows football guys and he knows exactly what his team needs. So 
here's hoping that hits, and that's what we're talking about because that would be huge, huge for this football team. But I also thought it was really cool to hear uh, Devondre Campbell talk and his relationship with Coach LaFleur, something that he brought up, and he mentioned um, how much they just used to talk when they were together in Atlanta, and he said that that relationship made the decision to come to Green Bay a really easy one. Um, I love those personal perspectives that we sometimes miss when we're just talking about football. So cool to hear Devondre Campbell and his excitement to be in Green Bay. Yeah, I made a note of that exact thing. I, I thought that was really interesting to, you know, sort of hear. It, we, we've had some sort of personality leaks about Matt LaFleur. I don't know if you're able to see. Uh, I was floating around Twitter, I think, yesterday, maybe Wednesday, um, uh, about Sean McVay and Zach Taylor were being mm-hmm. interviewed. I think that was Peter Schrager's podcast. Could be wrong. Yeah, uh, right. And they, they, they were talking about Matt LaFleur sort of being the cut-up uh, and, and sort of like making uh, Sean McVay kind of angry, um, you know, and, and really sort of coming out and challenging him a little bit. Uh-huh. And so seeing that personality and then I think, you know, also sort of mixing it in and thinking like, why is this offensive coach, quarterback coach at, in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, like talking to a defensive player every single day? Well, you know, if, if he cares that much about, um, you know, helping his football team win, that he's he's helping the players on the other side of the ball, I think that's a pretty special trait. You know, the the other thing, and I, I just, I had forgotten about this because it's been so long since I've cared about Devondre Campbell. I mean, you know, it was basically when he came in, we he played in the Big Ten, and then when he was coming in the draft, but I forgot he's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and he was talking about Huge. that today and, and how that length helps him with linemen coming in in the second level, um, but then also, you know, the ability to match up with tight ends, and that, that length typically poses a, a challenge for uh, off-ball linebackers, but I do wonder if you know, that's going to allow him to play a very specialized role in this in this team, uh, maybe allowing Chris Barnes and, and maybe, um, you know, Colin Martin or Ty Summers to play a bigger role. But then Campbell, he can kind of play that specialized role. And I, I just love having a guy that can match up with tight ends a little bit better. Yeah, Campbell's really fun and I think a great addition for this team. He's not the K.J. Wright name that I think a lot of fans were probably hoping for, but I think he's going to be a solid add and bring experience to that linebacker room that is so, so young, as you just said. Uh, It came out today that Campbell's deal is a one-year, $2 million deal with a $1 million signing bonus. So this is not a camp body who has a chance to make the team. He's a part of the plans, and he will be on your 53-man roster. So get to know Devondre Campbell. It feels like we're going to see a lot of Campbell, probably mixed in with a lot of Barnes at your linebacker group as the starters this year. That's just that's just the gut, I think. But um, that's a lot of the news for today. Before we get out of here and close up the show, we wanted to highlight just a couple guys who are seemingly stacking that success that Jordan mentioned uh, in his press conference that he's looking for, some other guys who are doing that from around this team. And I wanted to start by looking at the cornerback position, those defensive backs, because Love did throw an interception in today's practice. And so, of course, the news is all about Love's throw. But the flip side of Jordan Love tossing a pick to Eric Stokes is, of course, that Eric Stokes is out here making plays, and that's a big deal. Um, several on the beat have noted that Stokes seems to be making a couple of plays in each practice, which is a really good sign. Obviously, it's early, but um, the early reports on Stokes are really good. We also heard that Shamar Jean Charles had a pass breakup. Uh, Jair was making plays on Wednesday. So across the board, it's encouraging that the rookie corners are showing up, uh, but this secondary as a whole seems to be a really bright spot for this roster right now. 
Yeah, really, really great news. I know I've been pessimistic about Stokes being able to be an impact player right away, but, you know, exactly what I say about every draft prospect that I don't maybe love as much as, as the Packers do, I really hope I'm wrong. <laughs> and, and early indications are that he he is looking pretty good. And so, you know, you, you never want to draw too many conclusions out of minicamp. But, I, you know, it's better to have the arrow pointing north than not. Uh, Gene Charles, though, he could be a sneaky impact guy in the slot. I, I know there are some draft experts that I really respect their opinions who absolutely loved that pick. Uh, it really hasn't gotten much buzz in the local media and even, even across Twitter. But, man, if the Packers could find an impact slot corner, boy, watch out with that secondary. They have so much talent. Yeah. And and the slot corner, I think, you know, if Stokes if Stokes can be decent, I think the combination of him and Kevin King is really exciting. And if they get some combination of of Gene Charles and uh, uh, Chandler Sullivan, I think I think you're looking at one of the better secondaries in the entire league. Yeah, it is a really really exciting group. That finally feels like all the pieces might be there. And you alluded to some in the draft industry who really like that pick for the Packers. Daniel Jeremiah on draft night was talking about this pick and he's a app state, you know, alum. So he's, he's got kind of a little bit of a home bias, but he said he loved this pick and they made jokes because he was from app state, but he said, no, this is a really good football player. And he believed that the Packers got a steal there on day three. So definitely a name that Packers fans should be a little bit more in tuned about because there's a lot of love for uh, Mr. Jean Charles there in the green Bay and around the league. So uh, someone else who seems to be stacking success is wide receiver Jawan Winfrey. And sometimes there are guys who you're kind of keeping an eye on, wondering if they're going to emerge and make some plays. But I doubt many people are checking in on Jawan Winfrey, thinking he's going to make a serious push for this roster. And that's why I think it's so notable that he just keeps showing up and making plays. Multiple beat writers dropped his name on Wednesday. And then in Thursday's practice today, he caught a touchdown from Jordan Love in the back of the end zone. And the reason I want to make sure we mention Winfrey today is because Andrew and I did a show previewing the wide receiver wide receiver position going into the 2017 preseason. It was one of the very first shows that we ever recorded together. And I remember Jake Kumaro making our show doc, but we almost left him off the list, or at least I did, because we didn't know much about him. We didn't really think that he was going to stick or be someone really of consequence. You know, of course, being from Whitewater was the only thing that was really talked about. He didn't seem like someone who really had a chance to push for a roster spot. But then, of course, the rest is history. Kumaro quickly became a cult legend. He's touched down Jesus. He's the favorite target of Aaron Rodgers, which is now a little bit awkward in hindsight. But the point is, there is always a player who comes out of nowhere and proves that they deserve to be on the team. And we know that the Packers are only going to keep six wide receivers probably max on this team. So it's going to be hard to crack this group, but Winfrey feels like he could be that outlier this year. He's six foot one, 210 pounds. He ran four or five as Colorado pro day. And he's, he's had a really rough path. He's had multiple injuries. He was kicked off a team at Maryland for violating team rules. It's been a rocky road, but the talent has always been there. The Denver Broncos actually traded up for Winfrey on day three of the 2019 draft. So his talent has been recognized around the league. He's just got to put it all together. And it kind of feels like maybe he just might have that chance here in Green Bay. So keep an eye on Juwan Winfrey and see if he keeps stacking this success. 
Yeah, there are definitely players who develop later in their careers, and and we we've seen this plenty of times where guys sort of uh, take a year or two. J- Jake Kubero actually is an example of that, right? Like he sort of bounced around some practice squads, um, as you just mentioned. I will point out though that I was the one who ensured Jake Kubero is going to be on, you on did. that show. You did. That was yeah. your that was your deal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, like one of the things that it, that you and I have pointed out, it's going to be a big uphill climb for anybody to make this wide receiver position because you know you have Devonte, you know you have Amari Rogers, MVS and Lazard those, those guys all seem like locks so if this team's only going to keep five receivers which history is telling us probably is the case then you know it's going to be really hard for somebody like Winfrey to to make it but if he can click and and either make the roster or be a practice squad guy who can contribute later in the year He's got as good a chance as anybody for that fifth spot. I mean, I, I think, you know, the early favorite has to be Devin Funches, but who knows? Um, and, you know, his his salary, I'm not sure what his salary cap implications are. Yeah, for it's a lot team. less than Devin Funches, so. Correct. Yeah. So, um, and and maybe, you know, maybe there's just a good relationship there with Jordan Love. They they were on the scout team together last year and we've seen wide receivers who can get on the same page with their quarterback and things just click and they work. You know, I, I don't know why this name popped into my head right now, Kyle, but like Brandon Stokely, do you remember Brandon Stokely? Yeah, I yes. swear he could not catch a pass in his life if it wasn't from Peyton Manning, That's but like funny. they just had such a good relationship that, you know, he followed him from Indy to Denver and, and had a lot of success there. And now somebody's going to prove me wrong about Brandon Stokely. So that's fine. No, it's fine. I mean, other relationships apparently are important, like uh, Jake Kumaro and Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, relationships <laughs> and quarterbacks are uh, apparently important. We should keep that in mind. But, hey, um, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, we got some news today. We didn't drop this at the front of the show, but this is, this is big news today. We get to close the show with... Great news. Today it was announced that Lambeau Field will allow fans at full capacity this coming season. And uh, that will also mean that they'll be allowing full attendance for summer events, such as training camp and all those kinds of things. Training camp. I don't know why I emphasized it like that. But um, this is really exciting for me as someone who doesn't get to games as much as you. um, This is a life changer for you potentially as a local, Andrew. So let me ask you, how are you feeling about being able to be back in historic Lambeau Field again this fall. Yeah, that's really exciting. And, you know, I I actually don't know how many games I'm going to be able to get to this season. That's a a topic for probably an entire episode. But I it's great. Right. Like it's it's great. Number one for the organizational finance or the organizational the organization's finances. Right. For the actual financial well-being of the Green Bay Packers it's important it's really really important for the city of Green Bay and a lot of those surrounding establishments the hotel industry all the tourism stuff that comes with that and for the players to be able to experience the magic of a full Lambeau field I I think this is this is going to be a big deal I mean I think that was definitely something that was lacking in the NFC championship game. I mean, I'm not saying the Packers were going to win if they had a full stadium, sure. but it wouldn't have hurt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see, but I, I'm just really, really excited to, to be around the game day atmosphere and, and, you know, have Lambo bumping again. Yeah. It does stink that the year that they do host the NFC championship game is the year that you can't have fans, but we're not bitter. 
We're not living in the past. We're ready for 2021 and home field fans again. So uh, looking forward to that and hoping to get up there with everyone on Twitter just chirping about how excited they are to get to a home game this year. Absolutely. But that is all the time that we have for today. This has been Packity Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Remember to also follow at Packity Podcast. Please subscribe and give us a rating. If you like what we're doing, we'd really appreciate that. You can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. And we're going to be back next week with more off-season coverage. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember, and by the way, you're going to be able to hear this in actual Lambeau Field this year. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.